Welcome to Conversations with Marlon Bolton, the podcast. On Conversations, we exchange thoughts and ideas with people from different experiences and backgrounds, which help shape a better quality of life for our residents. These conversations bring fresh perspectives that foster our city's growth and resilience. Our conversation starts right now. Welcome to Conversations. My name is Marlon Bolton, your District 1 City Commissioner for the City of Tamarack. And today I have a very special person on my couch. He is the Mardicare, the Broward County Property Appraiser. How are you, Mr. Mardicare? I am doing wonderful, Marlon, and thank you so much for having me on today. I have to tell you, I think you do a great job for the Register of Tamarack, and I am so appreciative that you invited me on this podcast today so we can talk about all the good things that our office can do to help the people of Tamarack. Thank awesome. you so much. Awesome. The, the people love you, oh, thank uh, you. and we are so uh, thrilled with the quality of work that you do out of the uh, property appraiser's office. And I want you to know that we appreciate you too here in Tamarack. Oh, thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. I, I appreciate it immensely. Awesome. Thank you. So let's say somebody lives on the planet of the apes or something like mm-hmm. that. They live in Jupiter, they live in Mars, and they mm-hmm. don't know who Marta Care is. <laughs> Because I think everyone knows you. <laughs> Thank you, Marlon. <laughs> Tell us about Marticare, where you came from, sure. your uh, career um, in politics as a leader in the community, mm-hmm. and your educational background. Oh well, thank you so much for asking that. I'll tell you, uh, I'm very blessed because I've been, I've lived in Broward County my entire life. I was actually born a long time ago in 1977. Uh, Plantation General Hospital was where uh, where I was born. And uh, after that, my parents moved to the town of Davie. And what we did, I lived there, you know, pretty much, you know, throughout my life as well. I went to Western High School, uh, played baseball. And something interesting about Western is I my baseball coach w- turned out later on to be the grandfather of the wonderful lady that I married, but I didn't know at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, graduated from Western. Uh, then I had a, uh, went to a, small school called Palm Beach Atlantic University, where I played baseball and studied political science and history. Uh, After that, I went to Nova Southeastern University and studied law. And right about that time is when I met my very beautiful wife, Kelly. Uh, She actually worked at Bally's Total Fitness uh, over the summer, which was right across from Nova Southeastern. And one day I walked in and I saw her there and I go, you know what? That trainer is beautiful. I'm going to ask her on a date. I went, I asked her out. She flat out turned me down. And uh, all I did all (laughs) summer was work out. It was the most jacked I've ever been. By the end of the summer, I go, listen, I know I've asked you out a whole bunch of times. You said no every time, but please, will you go on one date with me? And she goes, okay. And she did. And for some reason, she stayed with me and married me. And she is my best friend in the world. Uh, We have two very beautiful little girls. Uh, They are 12 and nine. I'm a little scared because my 12 year old is going to be 13 soon. I'm not looking forward to that, Uh, but they are the best. Um, In 2006, I was elected to serve in the Florida House of Representatives. And the reason I ran uh, was I've always tried to follow in my father's footsteps. And I just want to explain that. My dad is my hero in this world. And he was a longtime commissioner and mayor of the town of Davie. And he did a whole lot of things for the town of Davie. For example, he made ensure that there was a lot of open space for people to have parks and to play. And he put bike paths there so people could enjoy them. And one day uh, after I graduated from law school, I was practicing as a lawyer, I was running down the bike path, just jogging. And I was looking around and I saw that there were, you know, families utilizing the bike path. And I was looking at, at the homes and I was running by parks. And I thought to myself, you know what? I want to do something like my dad did. I want to serve our community and help people. 
And so I decided to run for the Florida House of Representatives. And I ran for the first time in 2004, walked door to door like crazy for about two years. And when election day came, I lost in a very close election. But then I decided to run again in 2006. And all I did was bang on doors and had the best time. And the people of uh, District 98 at the time, South uh, Western Brayer County, uh, voted to elect me to be their state rep. And I loved it. I served in the state legislature for six years and then uh, came back home and uh, served on the Brayer County Commission. I got to serve as Brayer County's mayor. And in 2016, I was elected as their Brayer County property appraiser. And I have to tell you, this has been the greatest job I've ever had. And the reason being is because out of all the areas that I've gotten to serve, this is the one that is so tangible because you're right there with the people. When I was in the legislature, you were so far away from the people. Uh, you would vote on things, but you were so far away, you didn't see things take shape. On the county commission, it felt the same. I mean, Broward County is a big place. And uh, when even though you're improving the port and the airport and mass transit, you're still very far away from the people. As property appraiser, every single day, I get to meet people that I get to help. You're helping me with people with their property, Seniors and veterans and others, and I just love it. When I put my head on my pillow, I just feel like I made a difference that day. So I love it. I appreciate that you all and everybody listening allows me to do this job because it is a great job that's really just designed to, to help the public. So thank you so much, Marlon. I know that was a long-winded answer, but uh, I really appreciate it. I love it. And you know what? It is, it is so important that you tell the people that because yes. you know they often see uh, Marticare as the one who is taxing them. And that's not not really the case. Yes. You help people. Yes. And we're going to talk about that today. Uh, but before we go into that, tell me something funny about yourself, something that probably mm -hmm. no one else knows, but you and Kelly. Sure. There is a lot of funny things about me. Um, uh, as everybody that knows me, and pretty much everybody knows this, I'm a very goofy person. Uh, but uh, there are a couple of things that I'm very proud of. So a few things that I'm very proud of is I've run four marathons uh, and the New York City Marathon was by far my favorite, which was super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, weirdly enough, I am not, well, I'm not good at all in soccer. I'm not great in basketball. Um, I love baseball, but I am great in ping pong. It doesn't make any sense, but for some reason I can play ping pong very, very well. And uh, <laughs> something I'm doing right now, which I'm really excited about, uh, you know, my entire life, I've always wanted to become a black belt in karate. Mm -hmm. And so about three years ago, I was trying to figure something to do with my daughters. And so we signed up uh, for a, uh, you know, uh, Karate America uh, together uh, to try to have a journey to a black belt. And after a month, both my daughters dropped out, but I stuck with it. And uh, it's been about three years now. And I'm just, I'm only a few months away from getting my black belt. I cannot wait. Wow. And so I'm really thrilled about that. So there's just a few things about myself. But uh, I think the uh, the funniest thing about me is uh, really, I'm just a good goofy guy. And so uh, pretty much every day I make a fool of myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate uh, you, Marty. And that was quite funny. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I, I don't thank think you. it's funny that you have a black belt because now everybody <laughs> won't mess with you. Nobody will mess with you. But I, I, I liked it. Thank you. Marla. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that you tax people. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a misconception. Yes. Uh, what are the functions of the mm -hmm. Broward County Property Appraisers Office? That is such a great question. So what I always tell everybody, I'm not the tax collector. I'm not the guy taking your taxes. I'm the guy that's here to help you save money in your property taxes by providing you tax saving exemptions. But there are really a few main functions to our office. The first function is we determine the value of every piece of property in Broward County. 
whether it's residential, commercial, tangible personal property, or centrally assessed property, which are railroads. And the reason that's important is because when people pay their property taxes, the amount of taxes they pay is a relationship between the value of the property that we set and the tax rate set by their local governments, whether it's TAMRAC, the county commission, the school board, and all of the taxing authorities. So the most important thing we want to do is just make sure we get their assessed value correct so they only pay their fair share of property taxes. And I always tell everybody, go on our website at bcpa.net, especially in June when we have the values up for this year, and take a look at your value. And if you have any concern with that value, give me a call. Let's go through it together. And if we can adjust your value, we always will. The second thing that we do, and this is what I love most about my job, is we give tax-saving exemptions to people that qualify. And there are a lot of exemptions under Florida law. The most important one by far is the homestead exemption. If you live here in Tamarack, you made this your primary residence. It's where you're registered to vote. Uh, if you don't vote, where your declaration of domiciled, where your car is registered to, or other factors, you get a homestead exemption. What that means is $50,000 of value be taken off the tax roll. You know, a big tax on can save you 800, 900, maybe a thousand bucks a year, but it really helps you going forward. Forward because every year after you have a homestead exemption, the value of your tax on cannot go up more than a maximum of 3%, even if your market value gets very, very high. Uh, in Tamarack, you have about, I think about 21, 22,000 homesteaded property owners here alone. There are many other exemptions as well. There are exemptions for seniors and veterans and people who are widows or widowers, other people who have disabilities. And I always tell everybody, please go on our website at bcpa.net, click on exemption. And if there's something you're not getting, you can contact us by September 8th, September 19th of this year, and we'll make sure we apply it so it'll be reflected in your tax bill. There's so much that we can do for people, but those are really our main two functions in our office. That's amazing. Some weeks ago, our taxes in Tamarack, mm -hmm. our millage rate was 7.2899 mills. Mm -hmm. For the first time in a long time, we reduced our millage rate. So now our tax rate in Tamarack is lower than ever before. Mm -hmm. But people are still saying that their tax bill is high mm -hmm. because then there is the Broward County uh, portion and then there's the school board portion. Mm -hmm. How can you explain somebody's tax bill in a nutshell? Sure. And that is a great question. And first, I want to thank you and your colleagues on the Tamarack Commission, because uh, reducing the tax rate, I think, was such a responsible thing to do. As you know, values are rising, rising, rising in Tamarack and everywhere in Broward County. And they did last year as well. And I think it was so fiscally responsible of you and your colleagues to basically look at your budget and say, look, values are rising. So that means more revenue is going to come in. So you know what? So let's return some of that revenue to the taxpayers and you reduced your budget, your, your tax rate. That was very responsible, very great. I really want to commend you and your colleagues for that. Now, the tax bill is made up of a whole lot of things. Uh, and you mentioned it as well. Tamarack is just one of the taxing authorities that's in there you pay taxes to. So your overall tax bill, you have a, a number. That number is basically your, your uh, ad valorem tax rate. That's your property tax rate. And also your non-ad valorem. That's the garbage fees, firefighter fees, uh, other things of that nature. And then you have all kinds of different taxing authorities, the largest, which is the school board. And you have the county commission, you have the city, you have many other special taxing authorities as well, water management districts and others. And so when your tax bill comes out, uh, you're basically paying one amount, but that's a aggregate amount of all the taxing authorities. And what I always tell everybody, please be on the lookout in August of this year, because in August of 2022, you're going to get a document from my office in the mail. It's called the trim notice, the truth and millage notice. It's not a tax bill. It's a document so people can make sure they don't overly pay in their property taxes and that they only pay their fair share of property taxes. And here's what that says. It first shows the value of the 
property that we set. It shows all the tax saving exemptions they're getting. It also shows the proposed tax rates all your local governments are thinking about setting. And it shows the dates and times that every local government is going to be discussing the tax rates and their budget. And mm-hmm. I always tell everybody, when you get that, please look at that. If you have any concern with regard to the millage rate for any taxing authority, go to the budget hearings or contact your commissioner. I know, for example, Marlon, you take everybody's phone call. And if yes. anybody has any concern about that, they can call you so that you can make sure that you can address any of their concerns before the November tax bill. So I hope that answered the question. It does. Some residents will say, why do I get taxed for the Broward County School Board? I don't Mm -hmm. have a child. Mm -hmm. How would you respond to that? So what I always tell, and I get this question a lot as well, and you know, we all have to pay property taxes uh, and we have to pay them to schools. And I think it's incredibly important that we all pay our fair share to our schools. I know that sometimes people say, well, you know, my kids already went through school or I don't have kids. I'm retired. Why should I pay for that? Well, I always think of something that Michelle Obama said a long time ago. Michelle Obama basically said, when you, when the door of prosperity opens, you don't shut it. You keep it open and bring people through it with you. You know, we all went through school and we want our kids to prosper as well. And money that we pay towards our school system goes to providing our kids the best education possible. So even though you may not have kids in the school system, you're, you still should pay to the school system because at the end of the day, you're giving all of those kids the same opportunities that you had. And you're ensuring that our economy here is going to be great in the future because you're helping provide these kids with the best education possible. So uh, I believe that all of us should pay to the school system. That's a wonderful answer. What is portability? Thank you so much for asking that question. Portability is great. It gives people the opportunity to move from one home and to another home and not be taxed out of that home. And let me explain why. When they bought a home, they filed for homestead. And when they did that, that cap we spoke about before kicked into place. That said that every year after they have a homestead exemption, the value of their tax on can't go up more than a maximum of 3%. So over time, their market value gets very high while their taxable value, their assessed value is capped. It stays low. They have all this value in between they don't pay taxes on. If they buy a home of equal value or greater value anywhere else in the state of Florida, they can take the difference between the market value and their assessed value of their previous home with them to their new home and not pay taxes on it. If they buy a home of lower value, they take a percentage of it. You can take up to $500,000 of value with you. It can save you thousands of dollars in in property taxes. Uh, The key is you have to utilize portability within three tax years. And a tax year for our purpose starts on January 1st. And let me give you kind of a real world example, an extreme example, where it can really show how that can help people move. So there was a couple that lived in Weston Hills and they bought Weston Hills is a uh, is a community in Weston that's a more of a higher end community the homes are very expensive there but they bought their home decades ago when Weston Hills was built and they may have paid a few hundred thousand dollars for their home uh, they lived there for you know a few decades. Their kids went to Cypress Bay High School. They ended up going to the University of Florida. They graduated, and all of a sudden, there was a couple there that were empty nesters, and they wanted to sell their home, and they wanted to move to a condo in downtown Fort Lauderdale, but they were really afraid they couldn't afford the property taxes. So we looked at their home in Weston Hills, and their market value was about a million dollars. It's a very expensive home, but their assessed value was about $500,000. That's what they were paying taxes on. They had $500,000 of value they weren't paying taxes on because of that cap. 
So what they did was they sold their home there, meaning they relinquished their homestead. They then bought a new condo in downtown Fort Lauderdale for about a million dollars. And we were able to move over the full $500,000 of portability value from their Weston home to their home, their new home in Fort Lauderdale, which dropped their assessed value down to 500,000. Their taxes were very similar to what they were in Weston. And as a result, they were able to afford it. That's an extreme example, but it really gives people an idea that it can save them a lot of money. So whether you're moving over 5,000, 30,000, 50,000, or $500,000 of value, that's value you're not paying taxes on. It reduces your, your taxes so you can really afford to move. So for someone who lives in a cheaper house, let's yes. say, mm-hmm. and move to a house that is more expensive, mm-hmm. they essentially bring the taxes from the cheap house to the expensive house. They bring the value that they don't pay taxes on. They bring so, so what you, what people can do is they can do two things. If you stay in Broward County, uh, you we actually have a portability estimator on our website at bcpa.net. If you know what the purchase price of the new home is going to be, you can go on there, you can type it in, and then what will occur is it'll tell you where your taxes would be with, your, with portability and without portability. Uh, The other thing people can do if they're moving outside of Broward County to determine how much value they can move, if they go to our website at bcpa.net, they type in their name, they see their property, they can look at our market value and the assessed value. And whatever difference that is, that's the value they can bring with them uh, and that they won't pay taxes on at their new home. That's amazing. That's amazing. We love that. Thank you. Of course. (laughs) You started something called Owner Alert. I think this is new. It it is. Uh, Tell us more about Owner Alert. Thank you so much for bringing this up. And I really appreciate that you allow me to say this on on the podcast because my goal is to find everybody in Brera County and to get them to sign up for this free, awesome program. And I'll tell you what it is and why we did it. So unfortunately, South Florida is the title fraud capital of the world. You have a lot of terrible people that I believe are criminals. They file fake deeds and they do nefarious things with it to people's property. And the reason it is so easy for people to file fake deeds on someone's property is because the recording divisions for every county in the state of Florida have a ministerial duty. They have to accept whatever document is filed with them. So what you have is you have a a criminal who will file a fake deed on somebody's property and they'll take that deed and they'll try to extort people for money or more mortgage rent, or even try to sell their property. What they do to people is terrible. A couple examples. There was one example where a person filed a fake deed on a 95-year-old's property, went to his home. I think he lived in Winmore in uh, in Coconut Creek, knocked on the door and said, hey, I own your property now. Look, this here's the deed. Give me $5,000. And he did. Wow. Another example is there was a late, they, go, they are very sophisticated. They'll go through people's social media. They'll know when you're on an extended vacation or in the hospital. There was this uh, one instance where um, a lady had to go into the hospital for an extended period of time. And she put it up on Facebook and they found that. They filed a fake deed in her property. And then what they did was they rented out her property. And when she found out about it, she came back. Not only did she now have to evict these people that were in the home, but the people that were there, they were innocent as well. They thought they were actually renting a property from somebody that had it. They'll also you know, obtain fake mortgages on the property. They do lots of terrible things. And what's most galling is they try to pick on our most vulnerable people, sometimes low-income people, people that struggle every single day, seniors and others, and some of the most vulnerable members of our community. And so I wanted to give the people of Broward County the opportunity to fight the fraud before the fraud occurs. And so what we did was we came up with a great program that we spent no taxpayer dollars doing. We developed it in-house called Owner Alert. And the way that it works, if anybody goes on either one of our websites, web.bcpa.net slash owner alert or bcpa.net slash owner alert, they can then type in their name, 
and they can type in, put in their folio number, which they can easily grab from our website. Uh, then they'll at, we'll ask them to put their email address in there. If we have their email address on file, that's because we had it with the Homestead application. They're automatically verified. If we don't, we ask them to upload their Florida ID or their Florida driver's license. If they don't have that, there are other ways to get verified as well. And then once they're verified, if anybody uh, files any document changing ownership of their property, whether it's legitimate or not, they'll be notified almost instantaneously so they can fight the fraud before the fraud occurs. There are also a lot of people in Broward County that may not have access to email or computers. If they want to sign up as well, they can just call us, call me, and uh, we can sign them up and they can get a letter. Uh, we've actually had about 170,000 Broward County property owners sign up so far. And it's my goal to get every Broward County property owner to sign up because it's really there to protect their most important asset. Their home. And something that I'm really thrilled about is our office right now is actually working very closely with the United States Attorney's Office and helping them build a case to prosecute some people who are doing this on a very big scale. And we actually had a meeting recently with our wonderful new state attorney, Harold Pryor. And Harold actually has taken a keen interest in prosecuting some of these people as well, because it's uh, it's very important. Thank you for asking about that. Wow. And this happened on your watch. Uh, yes. And this is an amazing uh, initiative. Thank you. I, I appreciate really, that. Thank you so much, Marlon. I, I'm very thrilled about it. And I'm also so thrilled. In our office, we have just some wonderful staff members. And uh, our IT team really just did an incredible job you know, putting this on and uh, putting this together. And I'm just very glad that we're able to give a program to the public that can really help protect them. So thank you for saying that. That's awesome. Currently, the Florida legislature is in the middle of session. Mm -hmm. Is there any legislation that your office is following that our residents should be aware of? That is such a great question. There's actually always a lot every single year when it comes to legislation affecting property that can uh, help and sometimes hurt the people of, of Broward County in the state of Florida. But there's some three very good bills that will really help them. And two of them are filed by two of our rock star state representatives from Broward County. And I wanted to talk about those and also about a very big one that many of us may vote uh, for in the November election. So the first is, I want to mention, we have a wonderful state representative named Marie Woodson. Marie is, uh, she represents a lot of Southern Broward County and into Miami-Dade County. And she filed a really excellent bill des designed to help people during very difficult times in their lives. And she filed it in response to the Surfside disaster that happened in Miami with the collapse of the condo. And the reason she filed it was because the way that uh, tax bills work, tax bills and the way that you're taxed is basically a year behind. So when your November tax bill comes out, it's based on what did the property look like on January 1st of that year. Mm -hmm. So in Surfside, for example, uh, on January 1st, the condo was there. The whole building was there. Wow. So technically in November, the people and their estates and anybody that that you know may still uh, uh, was living that owned the property were supposed to get a tax bill based on what the value of the property was on January 1st. Fortunately, in that situation, the governor issued an executive order just suspending the collection of tax payments. Payments, but it showed a big inequity in the uh, the system. And Marie wanted to fix that. She wanted to give people a break for that first year so they wouldn't have to pay taxes when a property is destroyed. Mm -hmm. So she filed a great bill that is uh, really modeled after bills that have been passed in the past for a hurricane relief, which is a, an abatement bill, which basically says that you'll only pay taxes on the time of the year that the property was utilized for its intended purpose. So a good example, if a property is fine on January 1st, but then is destroyed in June, uh, 
uh, your tax bill will only reflect the first six months of the year for the building. The next six mm -hmm. months, you would not be taxed for that building. Wow. It's a really good bill, and Marie is awesome. She got to put in the tax package. The tax package is something that has to pass, and so it really looks like that's going to become law this year. Mm. The second bill was filed by a great guy named Mike Gottlieb. He's another one of our state representatives. He's all within Broward County. He's actually my state representative in Plantation. That's where I live. And he represents Davey and others. And what he wanted to do was increase the amount that a, for the exemption value for widows, widowers, persons with disabilities, and visually impaired people. Mm. So right now, you can get a very small exemption if you're a widow. That exemption is basically $500 of value is taken off the tax roll. That doesn't mean that people are getting a $500 reduction in their taxes. It's just you're getting $500 of value uh, taken off. That only means about a $9 savings in your property taxes. It's really nominal. It's very minimal. It hasn't been raised since 1969, and Mike thought that was unfair. So he filed a great bill that basically would increase that to $5,000 of value. So mm -hmm. now instead of somebody saving $9, they can save closer to maybe 90 to $100. Mm -hmm. And he was also able to put that in the tax package as well. So it looks like that has also a very, very good likelihood of becoming law. I think it's a great thing. In Tamarack, for example, you have about 3,000 uh, widows and widowers uh, who live here. So if this passes next year, they're gonna see a greater savings in uh, their tax bill as a result of that. And the last uh, bill I wanted to talk about is a very, very big bill that can help, you know, really uh, some of our hometown heroes. And it's uh, this bill, from my understanding, is the priority of the Speaker of the House and has passed uh, so far, actually passed out of the House today unanimously. All Democrats, all Republicans, everybody voted for it. It's very good legislation. And it basically gives an additional $50,000 homestead exemption to uh, first responders or to active firefighters, active police officers, active members of the military, active classroom teachers, active uh, social workers, and some other groups. And uh, mm -hmm. what's going to happen is if this continues to, to go through, and I think it's going to, it'll be a proposed constitutional amendment. It'll be placed on the ballot in November, and all the people of Florida will either vote for or against it. And if it gets more than 60% of the vote, the constitution is amended. And so if anybody out there is an active firefighter, active police officer, active teacher, active member of the military, active social worker, they can see next year a pretty large reduction in their property taxes. Wow. So that means then if somebody bought a house for $125,000 mm -hmm. and they have homestead on that property, then mm -hmm. the taxable value becomes $75,000. If this piece of legislation becomes law, mm -hmm. they would receive another $50,000. So their taxable mm -hmm. value would only be $25,000. It is. So in a situation like that, I'll tell you how it works. And you're 100% right. So right now there's a $50,000 homestead exemption under Florida law. So let's say somebody bought a home for $150,000. Uh, and this is, in a, is applied to next year. The initial homestead you have is the first $25,000 of value. That's fully exempt. Then under Florida law, you pay taxes from $25,000 to $50,000. But then $50,000 to $75,000 of value, that's exempt. That's where your first $50,000 comes in. Mm. Then what would occur is this next $50,000 exemption would apply to the next one hundred dollars to $150,000. So uh, in that situation, you're right. They would basically pay taxes on $25,000 of value. Wow. 
That is mm-hmm. how government should work. Absolutely. Working for the people yes. and making sure that they feel it in their pockets Absolutely. in a good way. It is. And I'm so, what I'm really thrilled about is I love bipartisan legislation. Yes. You know, at the end of the day, as you know, there's a lot of visceral in politics, uh, you know, a lot of times, and in, in, especially in Congress and the state legislature, there could be a lot of butting heads. Yeah. But anytime uh, anything like this passes with everybody in support, Democrats, Republicans, everybody up there, it's a really good thing. And that's when you know it's good law designed really to protect people. And that's what I'm very thrilled about with this uh, with this specific uh, proposed constitutional amendment. Wow. Marty Kerr, you are a breath of fresh air. I love talking with you. Thank you. You're so knowledgeable and you are the person that we need in the property appraisal's office forever. Oh, thank you, Please stay there forever. We need you there. Oh, thank you. You always make me feel so good. And uh, I'll tell you, I love this job and I love that you and the rest of the Broward County allows me to do it. It is the best elected job because you can help so many people. And I just want to thank you as well. Uh, I just have to tell this story Uh, for everybody out there. You know, the first town hall that I did with Mark I know everybody calls him Commissioner Bolton, but he always tells everybody to call him Marlon. Uh, You know, the first one I ever did with him was years ago when I was first elected property appraiser. And he was, I think, just just elected uh, to serve the city of Tamarack. And he had a town hall and there was, there could have been 200 people there. And there was a big issue going on at the time. And I was listening to Marlon speak. And at the end of it, he said to everybody there, hey, you know what? I'm so grateful that you elected me to be your commissioner. By the way, here's my cell number. Call me anytime. And I just thought that was wonderful that you had an elected official that cared so deeply that said, you know what? Uh, You don't work for me. I work for you. You're the people. Here's my cell number. Anything you need, please call me. And that's a great thing. And you've lived up to that every step of the way, Marlon. So I just want to thank you as well. Thank you so very much, Marty. I really appreciate that. Uh, And I really appreciate the work that you do um, at the Broward County uh, Property Appraisers Office. You are the best. Thank you Uh, so much. You too. Thank you, Marlon. All right. Conversations with Marlon Bolton. Today's guest was Broward County Property Appraiser, uh, Marty Keir. Until next time, my name is Marlon Bolton, your District 1 City Commissioner. Be the best you can be in the world. Thanks for tuning in to Conversations with Marlon Bolton. Brought to you by the City of Tamarack, Office of Commissioner Marlon Bolton.